Hey guys, today Matt and I sit down and discuss the amazingly exciting topic of meetings. <laughs> All kidding aside, they're super important. Check out our lens on meetings and how we run ours. Enjoy. Welcome to the Alloy Personal Training Business Podcast, where we'll share our insights on how to make more money, how to help more people, and how to be a better leader for your business and your community. We've been in this game since 1992, and we'll share our successes and failures along the way. I hope you enjoy and subscribe. Good morning, Matt. Morning, Rick. You heard of this new restaurant called The Moon? Mm, I know this one. Do you? Think you want Instagram, Dan? No, go ahead. Heard it's got great food, but no atmosphere. <laughs> oh, I told my wife she needs to start embracing her mistakes. Yeah, she hugged me. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about today, Matt? <laughs> we have the exciting topic. You guys ready for it? Meetings. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the most anticlimactic thing ever. <laughs> well, today we're going to blow your minds, folks. We're going to be talking about that that fun and exciting thing everyone loves to do it's called a, meetings. It's 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 a good thing to talk about though cuz honestly, I mean, I know you've had conversations with owners, gym owners, you know, and they they may not even do them at all <laughs> or know how to run them. <laughs> well, here's the problem. I think uh, that and I've heard people say this meetings suck. And I think that I think a better way to put that would be sucky meetings suck, right? Hmm. So if you don't know how to run a meeting or you're not excited about the meetings as the person running the meeting, of course it's going to suck because you don't even want to be there, right? Yeah. And so I think you're missing a huge opportunity if you feel that way to get in front of your team and communicate ideas and share and make them feel valued. And just I think a big part of being a leader or in, on any team is to consistently drive a vision mm -hmm. of, of why you're doing what you're doing. And there's a certain way to set up a meeting where you can actually do that, where it is that opportunity. And we're not just giving it lip service in this campfire kumbaya thing. It's like, it really does make a difference. But you have to be, as the person calling the meeting, have some information that's relevant, which means some prep time, right? And also be excited about the meeting. I mean, it's, uh, I think it starts there. If you aren't and you don't like the meetings and you're just doing them because it's always been this way, of course, it's going to be a crappy meeting. You're not going to like it. Neither is anyone else. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, we've all been to those meetings where somebody just kind of, you know, rambles on or there's dissension in the, in the team. And those are the ones that are not fun. So it's about, like you said, making everybody feel a part of it. That's when meetings right. are good <laughs> and well, having structure. <laughs> Yeah, have a structure. <laughs> Part of that structure means you're driving engagement. Like we don't, when we have our meetings, we don't let people off the hook. Like we, we, like we joke, we've got a couple of new people that we've brought on recently because our franchise team is growing and we do meetings there weekly as well. And you've got like one mulligan, right, before you have to like think about what you're going to do. Right. And we'll talk about that in the construct of our meetings. But uh, it, it also makes the people on the team think about certain things, right? Like, what am I doing right now? And how do I want to communicate? And who do I want to champion on our team that's doing a good job? Like, those kind of ideas, right? And those are all, essentially, they all boil down to that big word, culture. Yeah. It's a big deal. And so, if your culture sucks, or if you are someone who doesn't like meetings, and you can't be bothered to get in front of your team and motivate them, then meetings are going to be terrible and your team's not going to like them. And that's probably why you don't like them, right? You, either you haven't been taught how to do them or you don't have a passion for coaching or helping your team or helping people grow. That's a problem. Yeah. If you do, you can have an amazing meeting. Right. And it's like the best part of the week, right? Right. Which is, you know, the first thing I would think of meetings, you know, I really never 
say went to meetings until I came here is, you know, you knew there was a structure and they knew there was a purpose and he made you buy in more. And I think what a lot of people do is they, you know, that communication is probably lacking already and then they don't have meetings and then it's just like, it turns into uh, employees versus employer <laughs> kind, of, kind of thing. Right. Which, you know, I remember we came in here, I was like, oh man, this is cool. This is, this is a team. We're yeah. All, I was going to ask know. you that. So like your take on meetings based on having worked somewhere else where you didn't have them. I've only done them this way. So we'll, yeah, we'll I mean, I literally worked at a big, big club and there was no meetings right. except when they brought in a new GM, which was seemed to be often. <laughs> right. And they would just, the, I guess and nobody sh- wanted to talk to them. <laughs> There's a new sheriff in right. town. You're going to be here for like a couple months. Do we really got to do this now? <laughs> I don't want to invest in you cause you're not going to be here very long. <laughs> or, just to right. tell you. Yeah. Right. But then it was just every man for himself kind of stuff, which, you know, obviously that's not a culture you want to have in your business. But small business, right? Everybody on the team. We kind of talked about last week, and from the the leader in the entrepreneurial world, it's like all hands on deck, and that's what you want your team to be. Right, and it's again every meeting, and the best word that I can think of is an opportunity. And what I mean by that, it's an opportunity to get in front mm-hmm. of your team, convey ideas. Mm-hmm. Again, we always joke about you're basically your your uh, title as a CEO or whatever your position is. If you're over a department or whatever, you're really just a chief reminding officer. All you're doing is reminding people of the same things, and so. If you can do that in fun, creative ways, if you can have people on the team reinforce those things yep. right, to each other, it's really powerful. So don't underestimate it. But you also just can't follow a scripted meeting. Like structure is good, but you have to have a little bit of passion behind it and understand why you're doing it to be able to run an effective meeting. So why don't we dig into that a little bit? Yeah. So, you know, how I many... What do we do in our meetings? What's, 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 we'll just break down the structure. Yeah. Well, let's back up just one step because I think if you're going to run a productive meeting and you're going to lead a meeting, then you need to be prepared. And so you can't just step into a meeting with zero things prepared to talk about or points that you want to make or what have you. Part of our structure of our meeting is something that we start with and it's just called props. And props simply means that when we go around the room or the table, each person on the team has to give props to someone else on the team for something that they thought was either above and beyond or it made a real difference to them or something that they observed. Mm-hmm. So that means not only are you preparing as the leader for the structure and the things that you want to convey and talk about that day, and you should be excited about them, but you also are you know, putting some onus on your team, again, to show up to the meeting having given some forethought to what, you know, what the team is doing and things that some positive things that they've seen. Yeah. Right. And on the team. And so peer to peer recognition is very powerful motivator for people. It goes, it tells people that their team is holding them accountable. It tells them that other people pay attention, that they see the small things that Mm -hmm. they're doing, right. makes them feel appreciated. So it's an accountability tool. It's also a, a tool just to give somebody you know, props for things that maybe only that one person on the team saw you do. Right. And this, this doesn't have to be a hierarchical thing where like only the CEO props, you know, this way and these people prop that way. It's like anybody can prop anybody for any reason. On the what team. about self propping? What's that <laughs> called? Well, there's a medical term for that, but I don't think it's appropriate for the podcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've said much worse than that on here. <laughs> I just got through self propping myself. <laughs> 
That's why my hands are on the table, folks. I don't do that. The term that we throw around is proper baiting. I don't think it's that bad. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I've never heard. Uh, do we use that? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably the one. The reason I don't know what the term is is because I'm the one that probably does it, and so I don't hear the term. They're like Rick's proper baiting again. <laughs> I'd like to prop myself for just pretty much being awesome. Yeah. yeah. We don't do that, but yeah, you can't self prop yourself. That doesn't make any sense. Like the sometimes, whole, you know, we'll pat no. on the back. Oh, God. <laughs> Matt. Matt needs them. Guess who's getting props this week at the meeting? Matt. See, as a leader, I'll write this down and know that Matt's feeling a little low on himself. I'll prop him up. I mean, it is good because I've I've even talked to coaches and stuff about that or in other groups, and it's just like, you know, how often do you actually go and tell the people you work with that they're doing a good job or even they're, you know, it doesn't happen much. Well, to your point, if you don't do those often or you don't have those meetings, it doesn't take much. If, if people are, let's say you launch a new initiative and the whys behind it are very important, right? If somebody is one degree off at the outset of a project about why you're doing it or like whether they like it or not, and you never meet again for six or eight months, if you start out and one person's going in a perfectly straight line and one person's two degrees to the right, six months later, they're really far apart, mm-hmm. right? So if you start on the axis and then you start in different directions, even if it's slight, eventually it will be a big chasm, a big gap to cover, right? And so I think, you know, that's what you have to understand is it doesn't take much to get a culture to go sideways, right? Especially Mm -hmm. over time. So it's just constant engagement. But again, as a leader or anybody on the team, like having a structure will make people put that time in beforehand. They have to think about it. And that is an exercise in and of itself of gratitude of what am I working on right now? Like, how do I contribute to the bigger picture? Mm-hmm. What is it that we do for our customers, right? So that we'll talk about how we we do that as well. But yeah, let's just keep going. So I, th- I think all these things will come out in the basic structure. Now, this is the structure that we would use in a brick and mortar gym facility. This is what we would coach our franchisees to mm-hmm. do as well. Mm-hmm. So imagine a once a week meeting at a certain time, you know, punctuality is important. So if you're the leader, don't show up late. That again, just tells everybody everything they need to know, right? And I would say this as well, that once the structure is set, that do your best to let the people on the team kind of self-direct as well. So you don't necessarily have to come into a meeting, talk at everyone for 30 minutes, and then say, all right, everybody out of here. That's why we're doing this sort of letting everybody else participate, right? No, you want everybody to be involved. I mean, it's, they buy in more. <laughs> well, well, yeah. I mean, if you're just going to come and sit and be talked at and right. not have any say, Right. Just think about culturally what it does when you go around the room and everybody has to prop. You're probably going to get props. It means you're going to have to show gratitude. It, it's a small, small thing that makes a huge difference, especially if done consistency over time. So mm-hmm. as the leader or whoever's hosting the meeting, show up on time, show up with enthusiasm and conviction. Be prepared. So have your homework done. So have an article or something you read or uh, you know some kind of a story or just something that makes the meeting worth being there otherwise people are going to show up every week and just be like Ugh, you know yeah i mean what what we're coaching to is you know and especially in the franchise is we want you know how many bigger team is two to four people all working towards the same goal and that's the point of the meeting to cover all those topics and we'll show you how we do that yep so props first so we'll go around the room and again if you're in one of our smaller brick and mortars you might have four or five people in the meeting but it still makes a difference. It's still an opportunity, right? You're probably like, I see these people all the time. I don't need to do this. It's like, no, you do need to do this. And here's exactly why. Yeah. So and, props first. Yeah. I mean, before we go on that, I will like say, I mean, it's, it's very important that you lay the expectation, especially when you're bringing on folks and you start this is like, this is required, right? 
because right. you know I've seen it where like you know sometimes we do meetings, sometimes we don't do meetings, and then quickly then they never is. So, so right, I remember it coming here. Right, it's, it's, we have a meeting. It's Thursday, one thirty. Well, you be here. <laughs> to your point, Matt, we wouldn't even allow an intern to do an internship here if they couldn't make the weekly meetings. That's how yeah. that's how impactful yeah. we know that they are. So mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, you know, I can't make those Thursday weekly meetings. It's like, okay, then you can't do your internship here. Because yeah. that's where a lot of teaching happens. That's where a lot of culture's built. That's where a lot of the whys go down. If you have concerns, that's where you air them out, right? Mm-hmm. If you can't do that, you you can't be on the team because it's such an integral part of team building. Right. Yeah, okay. good point. All right, so the first thing we did, we did props, talked about why they do that. Rick does a lot of proper baiting. And then, um, you know, in the gym setting, we go into, you know, typically gym happenings, what's going on in the gym, which could be, you know, what, uh, you know, challenges we have going on to maybe it's a holiday coming up and we're talking about hours, could be, um, you know, what supplements we're showcasing this month, social media posts, things like that. Yeah. I mean, that pretty much hits it. It's like really just current affairs, like what's happening in the gym right now. And you might have like a repair coming up or, you know, okay, it's a Easter. Who's going to cover this day? Cause we're mm-hmm. going to have a limited schedule, um, whatever those things are, right? Like that, that gets handled. So props around the room. That's the feel good recognition team, you know, peer to peer recognition, very important. And then next would be what's going on in the gym. And that's just to keep everyone abreast of what's going on because I guarantee you, you just assume that like it's posted everywhere in the gym and, a, and the message went out on Slack and the email went out and still you'll bring it up and on a team of four or five people, there's going to be somebody who's like, wait, what are we doing? Right. I mean, people are just busy, right? And so you have their undivided attention right now. And by the way, another thing is like, don't show up at the meeting and be on your phone. I mean, I think this is just common sense, but I mean, it's just worth saying, you know, sometimes even having your phone out on the table, um, even if you're not on it actively, it's just a poor message. So just make sure that you that you're coaching everyone to show up fully present mm-hmm. and paying attention in the meetings. Which yeah. sounds like counter sounds very intuitive and, and like common sense, but I think you'd be surprised in some meetings. Yeah. But definitely, you know, gym happenings, like I said, if it doesn't happen, like everybody doesn't know what's going on, you'll run into the circumstance, you know, client comes in, asks the coach about this and you'll get the well, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, and that's, there. That's terrible. <laughs> like, can you imagine that too? Like, because there's no we. That would right. be like a there. I don't know what right? they're doing. I don't know what those guys do over there. Right. Yeah. Well, Shirts. exactly. Exactly. So, case in point, like have your meetings every week. So it's a we thing, not a them thing, or yep. whatever. That that's is. the whole point. Even on a small team. Mm-hmm. All right. The next thing we go into, and this is important: um, client successes. Yeah, this is an opportunity for anyone to champion a client that has is doing something really well in the gym or is working really hard or who is overcoming something, you know, like a injury or something like that. But really what you're doing, if you think about the client successes, it's a chance for the team to hear stories that the work that they do is meaningful. Mm-hmm. I think it's the most important thing. Like, even if I don't have a, if I just say, oh, you know, I'm really proud of uh, Matt, you know, he's been coming to the gym three days a week and he was really struggled with consistency. And I can see that his life is changing. He's playing basketball on the weekends. He's feeling better. His knees don't hurt. Like it's going really well for him, you know? And so great. But every other coach on the team is probably like, yeah, yeah, that doesn't sound that impactful, right? It's not like, oh, cured cancer and, you know, all these things. But what you hear is like what we do matters. And it's like those little bits of success by each person on the team. It just starts building that resolve. And so we've talked about this in sales, right? All of that resolve and hearing all the amazing success of what our systems and and implementation of workouts and everything else that we do is doing for our you know, communities, mm-hmm. it gives everybody more conviction 
And when we did talk about it through sales, we said, oh, that comes out in body language, tonality, and you know, overall conviction, and willingness to, to get up at 4 a.m. You know, to come to work because you know that the work that you're doing is meaningful. Yeah, And so it's, it's not validation. just what you already know, but you're literally speaking it into existence, and so is everybody else on your team. So it's really powerful. Well, it's important because at the end of the day, that's what we're trying to do, right? We're trying to change people's lives and whatever that may be. And it's often overlooked because either people get strapped down just by numbers alone or just the grind of, you know, coming into work. And it's like, no, the, the main thing is the main thing, which is taking care of the people right in front of you. Right. So it makes you feel good. And then, you know, gets coaches excited about their jobs. Slash, you know, imagine if you had some success and I don't ever see you. And as a coach come in, it's like, hey, man, great job. I heard you had a PR in your, you know, race this weekend or something like that. That's huge. That's huge community stuff, right? So it's often overlooked. And if it's, you know, not kind of made part of the culture, it won't be there. Yeah. And you nailed it. Two words, like part of the culture. And like you said, you know, part of our like seven core tenets on how to run a great session is to greet people by name. But you're right. Like if, if I typically don't work with someone, Mm -hmm. right, but I see them and I've heard the story about them, how impactful is it to that customer? If then I say, Oh, we were talking about you in our meeting this weekend. They're like, Oh, I hope it was good. You know, you go, Oh, it was, I heard that you, you know, you finished your first 5k or whatever and you didn't have any knee pain. Like, that's amazing. Like, Mm -hmm. and you, how many times you coming in three times, right? Yeah. We'll see that's to make a difference. Told Mm -hmm. you anyway, dude, keep up the great work. That's awesome. What a high point that would be for that customer. Absolutely. And where did that come from? The meeting. Yeah, yep. absolutely. All right. After we do client successes, which is huge, is and then we just talk about clients in general. And this could be anything. And typically, this is from the director, right? The person um, running the means, this person or the owner. But we're talking about new clients that are coming on board um, to trouble clients to maybe like coaches bringing up different, like maybe there's a client that's struggling with you know, needs more nutritional help or they've been missing the gym lately or there's something happened maybe in their lives that we, you know, this is a really cool thing that we do is, you know, maybe there's um, a death in the family and we always make sure that we write a card from the team and we send that out or maybe and that happens at the meetings, right? Everyone again, signs it yeah, at the at, meetings. At the meetings, we're like, right. we sign it, ship it out. Or maybe they're, they had a new baby or something like that right. in the family. You know, these are those things, anything client related coming out right here. Well, and to your point, you mentioned earlier, like um, the client success and talking about that equally as important as what's going on in clients' lives, right? Mm-hmm. So if you know that someone's struggling or if they had a death in the family or something, next time you see them, you know, maybe they're not, they're on your regular schedule as a coach, or maybe you're the owner who's not there every day, but then you see this person. If you knew that, and the first thing that you were able to say is like, hey, Matt, I heard about your family, man. I just want you to know you're in our thoughts and prayers or whatever that is. Mm-hmm. It goes a long way. I mean, that's these are the mechanisms, you guys, that come out of a real simple meeting that make personal training personal, right? And I think it also, like talking about the clients and kind of where they are in their lives, it's like I, I heard the guy from the Ritz-Carlton say one time as they were training up like the, the uh, cleaning staff and they treated everyone like, like really well because like if you treat your team well then they'll treat your customers well right yeah. they're going to treat their cus- the customers the way you treat them and so i can't remember the guy's name but he was sort of the founding father of this ridiculous over-the-top customer service i think he's a german guy you've probably heard of him he's famous for the ritz carlton oh, building God. their cultures you know yeah. what i'm talking about yeah yeah i have his stuff printed on my office <laughs> but his famous <laughs> line was you know we are ladies and gentlemen servicing ladies and gentlemen yeah. And what he means by that in these meetings gives you a chance to like, like value the coaches and they value themselves. 
So it's not like, you know, if you're not careful in a business, the customer can become a problem, right? And you've got people that are just sort of wired that way to complain. And all of a sudden the customers are like, Ooh, you know, and you're, you only hear the bad things, right? About the person that late cancels and doesn't want to pay or the person that isn't showing up or isn't eating well and isn't happy with their results or all the little things that just come up in coaching. Well, let's champion the good things that we do because we're going to, either way, we're going to get to the same place and it's going to be much more compelling to think about the positive things, right? Mm -hmm. And you also get to show your staff that there's true respect for them. Like we're not, we're working alongside our customers as a team. It's a team of people all with the same knowledge, all servicing a flock of individuals that are under their charge as far as their health, right? Yep. And when you're communicating all these client needs and client concerns and things with their family, it makes the entire staff feel more responsible for the entire clientele, not just the people that they're on their shift, mm-hmm. right? And that's yeah. really important. Yeah, I mean, that's the main goal. I mean, we, we talk about why our model's great is it's 130 clients, which is not a tremendous amount, and it's literally a whole team of people taking care of them. So, like, when somebody would literally come in to see me when I would be in that director's seat, I was like, look, everybody on your team will know what you can do, what you can't do, and what your goals are, and then we'll take care of you. Right. And that's a promise, and it's true. And if your team believes in that, then that's, I mean, who doesn't want to be a part of that? Then your brand's stronger, your coaches buy in more, people stay forever. Yeah, and all this coming out of one 30 to 45-minute meeting per week. And yes, you have to pay people to be there just before we even go there. <laughs> Do I have to pay people? I'm pretty sure you're going to want to pay them. And based on what you're hearing right now, if you don't think it's important, you can't be helped. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So after we get done with the clients, the last thing that we do is, you know, we do this last because we're going to be moving around as we start going into the technical aspects, start going into the workouts, which at the end of the day, it's, it's the product, right? So yeah. what, what we're putting out there. And again, just like everything, if it's not important to you, it's not going to be important to your coaches. So this part where we're literally like, you know, saying alloy structure, we have a different workout built every day. It's all in front of them. The directors should come to the table with knowing what's coming up in the following week and go over different aspects of the workouts. Um, and it could be workout, could be exercises, maybe a little bit more, need a little bit more coaching, right? And there's here's a couple of things to watch, make sure everybody on the team knows how to coach them. Or it could be exercises that probably are going to need to be regressed or switched. And that's how we make everybody on the team you know, moving in the same direction, essentially. I love it. Yeah. I mean, you're right. Like the delivery of the product or the service, it is the workout. And so, you know, it's an opportunity to emphasize, like you said, certain things in the workout. And this is where the prep time for whoever's sort of running this part of the meeting. Keep in mind, if if you're the owner and you're going to run the culture side of the meeting, but you've got a really technical head coach, so to speak, and you want them to run that part, that's fine too. I mean, it's really great to give ownership to someone to say like, hey, and, and one thing that, to take a step back, one thing that we do well that Matt does for the programming, you guys, is he he gives like a little audio for each workout and he kind of points out what the hot spots are um, or the the you know areas of concern. Like, hey, this particular movement's a little bit tricky, so we're going to want to coach it this way. Mm-hmm. And the reason that we combined it with this other exercise is because this is sort of a load, unload scenario, blah, 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 right? Well, if there's someone on the team who can be assigned to sort of watch those videos and kind of comp, you know compile that info, and then say, okay, here's what's coming up next week. On day, on Tuesday of next week, here's the one move that we want to focus on. Now, what I've seen quite often from clients, you know, like ours, is that people will do this. Now, watch for this. And here's the correction for that. And if they can't do it, mm-hmm. let's just go to this for regression. Any questions? And then people can weigh in, right? And we go from there. But to your, yeah, I mean, that is the, the product at the end of the day. That's a little bit of that prep time that we talked about. But it gets everybody on the same page. It gets them excited about why we're doing an exercise. 
they're also learning in every meeting and that's also very compelling. So they're learning something new, you know, again, nuanced things about kettlebell swings or whatever. I mean, all that stuff's like one little trick of the trade. That's all right. It usually brings up, you know, some coaches, maybe, you know, a lot of people, there's going to be times where folks don't want to say anything, right? They don't want to be, look like they don't know what they're doing. So it kind of pulls that out and then it gives us other opportunities for the actual structure of the session, right? So then it's an opportunity to talk about maybe the, the beginning of the intro. Are we greeting people when they walk in the door to how we're doing the intro at the beginning, our warm up, et cetera, all the way through the session. And we can find sticky points and kind of help talk those through Yep. versus just letting them be like, ah, they'll figure it out. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. And, you know, part of our seven core tenets of running a session, like one of them would be explaining the benefits of the exercise to that client in the session through mm-hmm. their lens, right. right? So we often joke about, oh, let's say it's a med ball slam. It's like, if you play tennis, it's good for your serve. If you, you know, this, it just depends on, you know, if you're just losing weight, it'll get your heart rate up. I mean, there's a lot of ways and none of them are not true mm-hmm. to explain an exercise through the lens of that client, right? Well, these meetings are a very good way to do that. You're like, you guys, on this exercise, like, what's the main movers here, right? Okay, if I was a client that that said I wanted my, you know, butt to be more tone, and I'm air quoting that that term. Um, let's talk about butts on here, man. I know. Like I'm every, a butt guy. Every, what do you want me every to say? client came to you and it was all about their butt. I'm a butt guy. I was originally <laughs> the glute guy before Brett Contreras, and then he stepped in and like, I mean, I was doing, I was doing bridges when he was a twinkle in his daddy's eye. I want everybody to hear that. <laughs> I was bridging before bridging was cool. Uh, anyway, listen, I don't want to get into a, a, you know, a back and forth on who the glute guy really is, but I'm, that's not pretty much me. Anyway, <laughs> to your point though, you can help them understand if you have a client that has this goal, here's how you want to explain this exercise, right? So you're even like coaching the soft touch stuff. Like, Hey, if it's a golfer, you guys, here's what they're going to want to hear. If it's somebody who is trying to lose weight, they're going to want to hear this. Somebody wants to shape up their glutes. Here's they'd hear this, you know, they want to like lose some abdominal fat. They might want to hear it this way. So you're also just giving all these opportunities to coach the soft stuff around the hard exercise mm-hmm. in addition to form and, and cues, coaching cues, things like that. Yeah. No, absolutely. Good stuff. Anything else you want to add to the meeting? I think the last thing you guys would um, there's a great book that both Matt and I've read um, called uh, Five Dysfunctions of Team. Mm-hmm. And one of the dysfunctions is the most difficult one to sort of overcome, if you will. And it's peer-to-peer accountability. Yeah. So props is the way we talked about starting the meeting. That's like peer-to-peer recognition. And that's powerful. But I think as a leader of a company or a team, even a small team, if you can get people to the point where there's peer-to-peer accountability, that's the best possible culture that you can have. Because yeah. You can't have anybody who's any more engaged enough than to go out of their way to correct a peer in a positive way for the greater good of the team or the company, right? That's powerful because it's not easy to do it. And so if you can get people to that point, um, it will come out in these meetings. And then as a leader, I'm just saying, if it happens, it's going to be like magic because you're like, wow, like this is the culture that we've wanted. Mm-hmm. You know, we had that happen. We run a very similar structure for our franchise team meetings. I mean, yeah. we don't do the technical part of it, but we do, you know, sales and, you know, how clubs are grand opening. And again, client success, you know, who's doing well, who needs help, you know, let's tell some stories. We prop all the same things are there. And at the end of one of our meetings, we did have somebody on our team. Actually, it was Jared. I mean, everybody knows there's not that many people on the team. It's a mysterious <laughs> person. They're like, okay, I've got seven people to choose from. Said to everyone, hey, listen, when we've got Discovery Day, we probably don't want to say this anymore. Can we not do that? Now, he was talking to me. He was talking to our COO. He was talking to everybody else in the room. 
It's not like we work for him. He's just saying, hey, guys, as part of this team, can we not do this? Mm-hmm. Right? Because it was just something he observed, and he thought we would be better as a team if we would avoid talking about blank, whatever that thing was. It wasn't mm-hmm. a big deal, but, man, it was awesome. Yeah, you know, it's As a leader, I was just yeah, like, oh, that's so cool. Because, again, going back to that book, and we've had business coaches come out and work with our team around the five dysfunctions of team book. And the one thing that they made us do an exercise on was team accountability, which, as it turns out, is the absolute hardest thing yeah. to build as a culture. For but sure. if you can, I mean, think about that as a leader. If you know that you don't even have to, you know, the oversight over your team and all that. Yes, there's KPIs and there's performance goals and all that. But if you knew that your team was sort of self-motivated to self-police, which is probably the wrong word, but just sort of hold each other accountable to excellence around your core values, like Mm -hmm. doesn't get any better than that. And then as obviously our goal as we grow on the franchise side would be to keep that culture regardless of how many people we add to the team. And we've done a pretty good job so far. It's early innings, but that's something that I'm clearly – you know, paranoid about, and we'll work really hard to keep our culture together as we grow. Yeah. I'm bringing all kinds of criticism back to you this next meeting. Right. <laughs> I have 18 things I'd like to address <laughs> to Rick specifically. Right. I'm just sitting there with that look on my face. Like I'm supposed to, he's like, I thought you'd be happy about this. <laughs> yeah. Not that so much. <laughs> oh man. Well, it is, is humor with a little crazy. So like, we also have a really good time. You know, we do, we try to have a good time with it because you can't take yourself too seriously. But anyway, I hope that helps you guys understand that, yes, meetings are important. The only meetings that suck are sucky meetings, and that's your fault if you're leading it. Put in some prep time. We gave you a basic structure that works really well and all the whys behind it, so feel free to use that in your business. Just tweak it for the few other functions that you have. But at the end of the day, the same structure is going to work. It's not rocket science. Mm -hmm. just means you have to believe in the meetings. You have to show up to the meetings with energy, convey that to your team, and hold them accountable to also showing up and, and being engaged in the meeting as well. Yep. Good stuff. Cool, man. Hey, not bad on the dad joke today, by the way. I had heard that one, but that was that was a good one. Oh, thanks. I think you're stepping up your game a bit, I must say. So, like, Stay tuned next week for a <laughs> joke that might be mildly interesting or funny from Matt. <laughs> oh See ya. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, check us out at AlloyFranchise.com for more information on the Alloy systems. Also, leave us a five-star review so we can spread the good word and help more people. <laughs>